Chairs No Waiting, episode number 723, Keeping Mayberry Alive. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at WeaversDepartmentStore.com. Head over to Weavers and check out the Betty Lynn book, Becoming Thelma Lou, My Journey to Hollywood, Mayberry, and Beyond. It's a hardcover book, definitely something you'll want to have in your collection. A great book, by the way, so check it out. While you're there, you might want to check out the book called It's Messages from Mayberry. Now, this is a Bible study type book that you might enjoy. Go and check that out. And hey, while you're over at Weavers, sign up for the Weavers Department Store newsletter so you don't miss out on any of the Mayberry news that's going on or the stuff happening at Weavers. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by our executive producer for episode number 732, Scott LaRock, and our Patreon patron of the week. <laughs> Lynn Thomas. So I want to thank both of them. And I want to thank all of you for being here with me. It's always fun. We just gather here in Mayberry, talk about the Andy Griffith show and just things that uh, just make us smile. Hopefully now we here at two chairs, no waiting. Uh, we try to do anything that we can do to try to keep the Mayberry spirit alive. Just keep Andy Griffith show Mayberry alive, but we can all thank the Andy Griffith show rerun watchers club for being the driving force behind all that work and from since 1979 when the Rio and Club started. I ran across an article uh, this past week that was from last year, actually, last February, this time last year. or Yeah, and it it's something I, I, I don't think we covered and I wanted to cover it because this is definitely about keeping Mayberry alive and how thankful we are for the Rerun Watchers Club and the presiding goober emeritus of the Andy Griffith Show, Rerun Watchers Club, Jim Clark, and all the work he did to gather fans, because he'll be quick to tell you it's not him, it's all the fans that did this, but he was the driving force that drew those fans together, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to hear from Randy Turner with This Week in Mayberry History, and I've got a special guest, believe it or not, a special guest that I was able to catch up with today, uh, right when, you know, well, just not long before we were able to record this, who has been to Mount Airy just this past week. So we're going to be hearing from some of that. So to hold on to that. I'm not a special secret guest. Of course, you'll probably figure it out before we get there at some point. But let's go first to this uh, really cool article uh, that was from uh, MeTV. I'm going to get a little background music here and just play it in the background. Uh, let's do, uh, I, I should have done that first. Let's do this one. Just a little background music. So it's not just me talking. All right. So let's head over and see stuff from MeTV, which is a great partner with the Andy Griffith Show. They show, show episodes all the time. So let's go and hear this article. It's called The Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club Helped Keep Mayberry Alive for Future Generations. Now, this was written by the MeTV staff back in February the 17th of 2022. So a year ago, it was written. And it's got uh, it's got a lot of great information and some really cool comments we'll try to go into as well. Uh, if you're watching the video, you can see it. If not, you're going to hear me tell the story. So here we go. It was not your typical frat party. The year was 1979, and a group of Vanderbilt students gathered before the television in Phi Kappa Sigma House. Jim Clark, a North Carolina kid attending the Nashville school, put the club together. Forget beer pong and togas. 
these college guys were going to Mayberry. <laughs> they were dedicated viewers of the Andy Griffith show. Jim Clark says, it started out kind of tongue and cheek, but it really caught on. That's something he told the Associated Press back in 1983. He said, I was surprised at how many people were fanatics about it like I am. Uh, Clark grew up watching the wholesome sitcom set in the fictional town near his home. They were more than just jokes, one-liners. They were, there was always almost a moral, Jim said. After graduating, Clark was working as a waiter in Nashville, but he kept his Andy Griffith Show Club going. It was more than just watching videotapes of old episodes. When a station takes it off the air, we write them, the 23-year-old explained. He also published a newsletter titled The Bullet three times a year. Clark claimed that some famous members of his club got the newsletter, including the cable magnate Ted Turner, who ran TBS, if you guys don't remember this, country rockers the Oak Ridge Boys, the governor of North Carolina, and even cast members Andy Griffith, Don Knotts, and Jack Dotson. At that time, in 1983, Clark's fraction, his faction, was one of 15 of chapters of the Andy Griffith Show Rio and Watchers Club nationwide. Back in 83, there were 15 chapters, guys. 15. The Andy Griffith Show Rio and Watchers Club counted 1,000 members at that time. There was a kerosene cucumbers chapter run by a preacher in North Carolina. The Otis Campbell chapter, named after the town drunk of Mayberry. <clears throat> of course, we, we don't really say it out like that, MeTV. That's, that's not how we... <clears throat> anyway, in Mississippi is where that chapter was, the Otis Campbell chapter, and it touted 300 members. A woman named Debbie in Ohio paid a dollar to join her local chapter. <laughs> it was a no-brainer for her. She named her dog Opie Taylor and her parrot Barney Fife. In 1986, fellows from the Mayberry Union High chapter in Longview, Texas, spoke to the Associated Press about their fandom. And this is a quote. This is a quote from them. It says, I saw a story about a fan club in the Dallas Morning News, uh, said Mayberry Union High founder Ronnie Morrison. Then uh, we then got a chapter. Morrison had 25 tapes of the Andy Griffith Show recorded on VHS. And this was the state of TV fandom before the internet. Word of mouth, newspaper profiles, and a lot of dubbing with VHS tapes. That's what you did back in the day. Morrison had a goal of grabbing every single episode off the airways. My, he said this as a quote, My family gives me a hard time with, Where am I going to store all these Andy Griffith Show tapes? Morrison jokes. And ah, the storage condoms of pre-streaming. This was back in the day, guys. <laughs> some of us will remember that, and some of you young folks may not. In just three years, the Andy Griffith Show has ballooned at that time to more than 12,000 members around the world. 
The mission remained clear. Keep Mayberry on the air. Well, and to watch the Andy Griffith Show as frequently as possible. Those are the two goals of the Rio Nutters Club. Our purpose is to keep it on the air, Morrison said. His chapter took a kind approach, like the folks in Mayberry might, and they wrote stations thanking them for airing the sitcom and sent letters to sponsors expressing their gratitude. Morrison credited Jim Clark, that kid from Vanderbilt, for convincing networks to reunite the cast of The Andy Griffith Show for a reunion movie. I'm convinced the actions of Jim Clark and his club is what got NBC interested in the reunion show, Morrison said, of the Return to Mayberry, which premiered in 1986. It was the driving force of the movie and its success. They're supposedly making a second one. Remember this this was a interview with the Associated Press back back in the day, right? And then back to Me TV saying, well, they never did a second one. But the Andy Griffith Show remains a cherished part of American television viewing to this day. Thanks to the dedication of its fans. And that is so true. Now, I believe Jim Clark would say that. And I've got to say, this is Alan, that article is over. But I really believe that the Rerun Watchers Club brought us together. I would have never probably started this podcast. Who knows? I would have never probably started a website that's now imayberry.com that you can go to and find out all kinds of stuff about the Andy Griffith Show. Weavers may have never would have never existed because it was started by the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club. Uh, now my wife and I run it, but it's because of Jim that we started it. They had some really cool comments uh, about it, and this one is one in particular. This fellow uh, he goes by Zip. <laughs> I don't know where he got the the nickname there, but he goes by Zip. He says as a comment for some reason. I thought this was going to be about the Andy Griffith Show Reunitors Club website, which is still going strong as well. Uh, I used to go, I used to be a frequent poster there at what's called the Front Porch. Uh, It's just a place to visit and hang out with friendly people. If you happen to visit, tell them Sir Sterling sent you. That was the name I used back then. He wrote this about 12 months ago, by the way. I haven't posted there in a while now, but I'm sure most of the people I talk to there are still there. And and he is correct. The uh, Taylor's Front Porch is what the name of it is. If you go to uh if you go to imayberry.com, if you go to the front page, there is a link right there on the front page that takes you to the front porch and it is what is called a graffiti board. It's a graffiti board. And the Taylor's front porch is very plain. There's not much there, but folks get on there and talk to each other. And there are archives going back to the night to the 2000, back in the 2000 time frame. And so you can read every message that was posted since the 2000s. They're all there. Uh, if you wanted to go back and read every post, and those people have been talking not just about the Andy Griffith show, but about just each other because it's what the Andy Griffith show is about, right? Family, friends, and looking out for one another. And so we've been keeping that alive over at the Taylor's front porch. If you go to, like I said, if you go to imayberry.com, you'll see a link 
that actually says the front porch over on the top right. If you're looking on a desktop, if you're on your phone, you'll probably have to move around a little bit to find it, but head over to imayberry.com and you'll see a link to the front porch and uh, you can join in or just read, uh, just go over there and read what people are saying, saying, and just enjoy yourself. That's what it's all about, right? Keeping the spirit of Mayberry alive and helping people enjoy themselves. There's also a chat room over there. If you go to uh, through the imayberry.com website, you'll find a chat room that is actually the exact same chat room. If you go to it, it's going to say it's Sarah, uh, Mayberry's chatting. It's called Sarah's Party Line. But if you go you're going to see the exact same chat room that folks are in right now talking about the two chairs, no waiting site because it's all connected. I don't know if you guys knew that, (laughs) but it is, it's all connected. So everything's connected in Mayberry. So folks can enjoy themselves, but it's called Sarah's party line. You can go over there and chat anytime, but on Monday nights at eight o'clock, we usually have about 30 to 40, 50 people in there chatting, watching this podcast as I record it live. So it's a good chance to go and just enjoy yourself and learn more about the Andy Griffith show. And more than that, learn more about the people who love the show, just like you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this. So again, I want to thank Jim Clark so much for all he's done over the years. He had done the bullet, the, the pocket, the button. These are all newsletters for the Andy Griffith show as he kept trying to kind of ease out of it. He started the bullet and he published, like he said, about three times a year. And eventually he wanted to cut back because it got to be, it was 15, 16 pages of stuff and he wanted to cut back. So he went to the pocket because that's where the bullets kept and he reduced the size and then it kind of started to grow. And then he, he tried to do it again. He called it the button, which is on the pocket that the bullet is in and uh, it reduced in size as well. The paper one, and he created the e-bullet, which was the electronic version of the newsletter. And he also did the weavers newsletter. So he, and just recently, as we've talked about, he backed away from doing that. So if you guys didn't know it, the first issue of weavers newsletter with someone other than Jim Clark at the helm, hit the internet this past week. So if you didn't get it, you need to go over to Weaver's department store and subscribe to the Weaver's newsletter. Uh, So you'll get it delivered to your email inbox and you can go and read it and check out and see all the Mayberry news and everything. So we're going to try to keep it alive. uh, Just like the bullet, it's going to contain basically the same kind of information as the bullet did. And you can subscribe to it. It's free. Won't cost you anything. And there are, of course, ads for weavers in there, but they've always been there. It's not different. It'll have the Floyd's Barbershop bulletin board, all this stuff. We'll talk about it next week. We'll probably go through some of this because there's some big news about events and things like that that are coming up fairly soon. But go and check out the newsletter at weaversdepartmentstore.com slash newsletter. That'll take you right to it. And you can go and check it out. And I want to thank Jim. After I published it, he, I wrote him and said, hey, I've done it. It's out there. And he was very kind. Uh, he didn't tell me about all the spelling errors I made if, if I did. So if I did, please let me know. This is my first time doing something like this. I've not done a newsletter. I talk a lot. And that's why I do the podcast and the video version on YouTube. Because I'd rather talk than write. <laughs> 
But uh, I think it turned out okay, and uh, we will continue to learn and grow and see how things go. So I want to, again, thank Jim, the presiding goober emeritus. Now, I had to look up. You guys may know what emeritus means, uh, but, you know, I had to look that up. And that means uh, of the former office or the former holder of an office. The, that's what that means. Emeritus means the former ho- uh, former holder of an office, emeritus, uh, having retired but allowed to retain their title as an honor. So definitely we will make sure that Jim is the presiding goober emeritus of the Andy Griffith Show Rio and Watchers Club forever. So that's Jim. So thank you so much, Jim, and thanks for all you've done. All right, so let's move along a little bit because i got some other things I want to show you guys or tell you guys. So this, just today, I was able to travel over to eastern Alabama. I live in kind of the center of Alabama as far as east to west, and we head over to eastern Alabama because my friend, I don't know if you know, trying to not let it go, but it was Ken Junkin. Ken Junkin was coming back from a trip up to Mount Airy, and I wanted to find out what he'd been up to without me. So let's go and see this report with uh, Ken Junkin and me, Floyd, <laughs> uh, from today over in Valleyhead, Alabama. Hey, hey, Floyd's here with Otis. Look at this. <laughs> I'm sober, but I'll get over it. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Ken's been gone this weekend, so tell everybody where you've been. Oh, I've been to Mount Airy, Mayberry, for the last four days and four nights. You went without me. Yeah, like brothers we are, but you went without me. Yeah. Well, I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> tell I everybody got... where you've been doing, though. Why okay. You know, yeah, I went up uh, Thursday and Friday. I went over and visited with the Arts Council about their big annual fundraiser, which is the Arts Ball at the... Cross Creek Country Club. It's an annual deal, and it was so successful. And I went over Friday night. I'm sorry, Thursday night. The the arts ball was on Friday night, the 17th, and met with Tanya, and we uh, checked everything, and I got to look at all the items for a silent auction. Oh, good. And then we had dinner there at the country at club. At the country club. Yeah. Otis was all dressed up. Kenneth, yeah. Kenneth was all dressed up for that. And I didn't spill anything. I didn't get anything on the tablecloth. I did good at country club <laughs> living, you know. And then, uh, of course, uh, while it was sold out, there was a huge crowd for the arts ball Friday night at the Cross Creek Country Club in Mount Airy. They had to, I actually had to turn down some folks for the first time. Really? They were set Beautiful gifts, all kind of gifts, food, trips, fishing equipment, hunting equipment, and for the ladies, makeup baskets, food baskets, and jewelry. A lot of Betty Lynn's jewelry was on. Oh wow! On up for uh, bidding, and it was great. Had great food, fun, and they made me dance. You? They you forced me to dance. Oh, and I'd the like last, to have seen the that. The last time I danced, I injured three people on the dance floor. Oh, terrible. So terrible. I was careful oh, to not good. to injure anyone. Oh, that's good. That uh, good. Although I'm not one of the speakers over, but I didn't injure any human. Well, but I didn't hit anybody. Yeah. Well, uh, that's It good. was a sight. It was a sight. That, that sounds like it. Yeah, I tried to do the Watootsie. Watootsie? Yeah, Watootsie. Oh, I don't even know what that is. That's, well, that they said fancy. I didn't do Oh, you, 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 you. <laughs> So yeah, they raised, 
So they're raising money for the Surrey Arts Council. Yes. That puts and, and on the school, Day. the school gets a lot of it, and they do get uh, the schools in the area. Oh, and okay. at uh, Mayberry Days. And then Sunday night, Norm Schultz and his lovely wife, Jean Marie, cooked a home-cooked Italian meal. Oh, Oh, wow. meatballs and uh, beautiful salad Did bread. Did you spill anything there? No, I tried no, not to spill good. anything there. They had a real fancy tablecloth. Oh. And, uh. But it was great, a great cook. It so, was, so Norm, if you don't remember, Norm has—he's at Mayberry. He lives in Mount Airy yes, now. Yes, sir. That's and right. he dresses up like the other Floyd, the original yeah. Floyd, Walter Baldwin's version. Looks great. He's Floyd Colby, yeah. and I'm Floyd Lawson. Right. That's right. So yeah. uh, he dresses up, and uh, he's one of the drivers for the Mayberry Squad Car uh, tours, I yeah. believe. Uh, he does that. Yeah. And uh, he is now on the town council, and he is. Uh, and you take him to town, he just has to do everything. Oh, then. Yeah. oh. He just has he, to do it all. And uh, uh, he uh, travels with us, like you say. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. He's already been there just a couple of years, and everybody knows him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, he's shy. Yeah, he he's is. very shy. He's no real one. shy. So if you had he met has him. a, he, I did not know this, but Norm, on all he does, you know, he was a regular. Or I guess that recurring recurring part on Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods, yeah. And yeah. he's done movies and TV. Great actor. And he, I didn't know this till this weekend. He used to work when he was a kid. I don't know what age. Pretty young. At, with the Baltimore Orioles. He's from Baltimore. Really? He said, "I am from below the Nixon 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 line. Or the Mason, Mason Dixon. Dixon. What have you been drinking? Of? I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. But he said he became friends with several of the Baltimore players back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. He went back and had one of Brooks Robertson's jerseys. Oh, wow. From the baseball. And I offered him my new Tahoe for it, but he wouldn't take that. Wow. But it's on Facebook. He, and that was a great story. He told me about the Baltimore. That's really cool. Yeah. So, so you got to go. You stayed at the Mayberry Motor Inn. Yeah, I did. There. Yeah. I saw a picture. You're home away home from home. Home away from home. Yeah. I and highly recommend it. So, folks, we, you can you can make any time a Mayberry time to go to Mount Airy because there's always things to do there that are Mayberry related. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, if you get a chance, you might run into Otis you, or somebody there if you're just staying there at the Mayberry Motor Inn or or visiting at the uh, Andy Griffith Museum, or, museum or maybe and, even just driving by Norm Schultz's house. You might oh, see yeah. him on the he, front porch. He would welcome you. And, yeah. uh, he has a chandelier that was once owned by Betty Davis, who gave it to Betty Lynn, who turned it over uh, some way to Norm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Like, that lights up Andy, his life, yes. doesn't it? <laughs> and Andy's <laughs> home is there where he was raised, and the school, and the... Uh, the new, the new arts museum. Oh yeah, oh, they've added. God. They got a new section it's across there. the road. Yeah. Building. It's going to be great. I was lucky to get a tour, but they wouldn't let me take pictures. And you went by Grace Morovian Church. I, I sure did. I saw a that's, picture. Yeah, that's where Andy went to church and learned how to play the trombone from his pastor's yeah. uh, lessons. Yeah. Hey, Kenneth, thanks Thanks for taking some time here on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Wow. So if I didn't say, this is Kenneth Junkin, who does Otis with us all, at all the Mayberry events. If you guys didn't know that, shame on you. You've not been watching the podcast enough or listening. But yeah. uh, he and I usually do all these traveling together, yep. but he got to go by himself. So I drove over here to Valley Head, Alabama to meet him. 
<laughs> well, Jan had to come to pick up something from him. Yeah. But I got to come with her because yeah. I'm jealous. He went somewhere in his new Tahoe and I yeah. didn't get to go. There's Hi, Mrs. Weaver's here with us. Yes, and let me tell you about Gordo. There we are. I'm as, as Gordo, Alabama, member of the from. Chamber of Commerce for the last 34 years. Let me give you our Chamber of Commerce motto. If your doctor ever tells you you only have one year to live, move to Gordo. It'll seem like a lifetime. <laughs> Kenneth, thank, thank you, man. I appreciate thank you very much. I'm thank honored you. for this. Thank you. Uh, so that's my friend Ken Junkin and it is so great to get to see him today uh, we drove over it's about an hour and a half drive over there uh, he was coming down from Mount Airy North Carolina is where he had been and he had been to the uh, arts ball now as we mentioned in there I, sh I should go ahead and, and say this the arts ball is uh, it supports the the uh school cultural arts programs for the Surrey County area. So they raise uh, thousands of dollars are raised each year at this event of the Surrey Arts Ball. And 100% of the proceeds go to benefit schools' cultural programs, cultural arts programs for the Surrey County Schools, Mount Airy Schools, and the Millennium Charter Academy. Academy that They're all there in the county. And so they, they raise money for that. And the Surrey Arts Council is also the one who puts on Mayberry Days every September, the last full weekend of September is, is where that is done. So the Surrey Arts Council, we've got a lot to be thankful for, for them also keeping Mayberry alive. So thank you so much. I'm so glad Ken got to go and do that. I'm a little jealous. He gets to go without me. Dadgummit, I missed something. <laughs> So, uh, but it was really great to see him. I really appreciate him taking time to visit with us. All right. So, uh, now on to our next report. And this is from our roving reporter, Randy Turner, with This Week in Mayberry. Welcome to This Week in Mayberry History, a report by special correspondent Randy Turner of the Gomer and Cooper Pyle Comic Book Literary Guild of the Mayberry Historical Society. The 1960s was an incredibly busy decade for character actor Burt Muston. We have discussed that his first recurring character was Gus the Fireman on Leave it to Beaver. He played that role up until 1962. Burt played half a dozen other recurring roles in the 60s, most of which consisted of just a couple of appearances. He was Olaf in four episodes of the mostly forgotten Ichabod and Me, in 1961 and 62. He was Mr. Parker in two episodes of Ben Casey, once in 1962 and again in 65. He played Ed in two episodes of the Jack Benny program in 1964 and 65. He was Old Uncle Joe in two episodes of The Lucy Show in 1967. And a bit more memorably, he was Grandpa Jensen and three episodes of Petticoat Junction in 1968. But by far, Burt's most famous recurring role was in The Andy Griffith Show as Judd Fletcher, an old-timer who was a common fixture around town. While Burt was not the oldest actor to appear in The Andy Griffith Show, he holds the distinction of being the oldest actor to play a recurring character. By the time he made his final Mayberry appearance, Burt was 82 and a half years old. 
To most of us, he'll always be Judd. However, when the need arose, he also played other characters in Mayberry. Many character actors played more than one role in the same series. This is understandable, as the audience doesn't care, and often would not even remember, though the discrepancies are more noticeable in syndication. And the Andy Griffith Show was not overly concerned with the slavish dedication to continuity. The filming usually stuck close to the script, though in retrospect, it seems like it would have been pretty easy to just always change the character's name to Judd in the episodes featuring Bert. But that is not what was done. Thus, we see the man who we traditionally think of as Judd being instead called Jubal in the Mayberry Band episode. In Opie's newspaper, Bert technically played Sam Benson, according to the script, though the character's name was not spoken in either the script itself or the episode, as they discussed Reverend Martin's sermons sometimes being as dry as dust. And to further make the point, Reverend Martin was usually Reverend Tucker and was played by the same actor. When Don Knotts first made a guest appearance after leaving the show, Bert was Mr. Crowley in The Return of Barney Fife. And in the Gomer Pyle USMC crossover episode, Gomer Goes Home, when Gomer came back for a visit to Mayberry and everyone he wanted to see was gone, he learned Floyd had retired from an old-timer named Mr. Ferguson, played by, you guessed it, Bert. The character actor was incredibly busy in the 1960s. In addition to his frequent appearances in Mayberry, he appeared in Bonanza, Peter Gunn, The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, My Three Sons, The Dick Van Dyke Show, Wagon Train, The Outer Limits, Dr. Kildare, The Fugitive, The Beverly Hillbillies, Get Smart, Batman, The Monkeys, Bewitched. You get the picture. Bird also appeared in an episode of The Baileys of Balboa, directed by Bob Sweeney, the primary director of The Andy Griffith Show its first three seasons, and which also starred several Mayberry alumni, including Clint Howard. Bird also sometimes appeared in made-for-TV movies, notably including The Over the Hill Gang in 1969. He continued to appear in anthology shows, such as Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and then the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. In 1960, Burt made the first of two appearances in The Twilight Zone, in The Night of the Meek, starring Art Carney as a drunken man who wishes he could be the real Santa Claus. In 1962, Burt was in the highly regarded episode Kick the Can, the episode Steven Spielberg chose to remake, as a segment of the 1983 anthology film, Twilight Zone, the movie. Bird also continued to appear in movies, including one of many versions of The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, Snow White and the Three Stooges, Son of Flubber, Cat Baloo, and the Elvis film Speedway. But more importantly to Mayberry fans, he appeared in several Don Knotts movies. The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, along with so many Mayberry alumni, The Reluctant Astronaut, and The Shakiest Gun in the West. Near the end of the decade, Bert's wife of 54 years died in 1969, 
but he continued acting until his death. We'll look at the remainder of his career in next week's conclusion. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and remember to take Andy's advice and go out there and act like somebody. Well, thank you, Randy. As always, what a great report. If you want to make sure you're not missing out on any of the stuff that Randy is doing, send him an email at turnersgrade at gmail.com, turnersgrade at gmail.com, and he'll make sure you don't miss out on any of the fun stuff he's doing. Check out the event calendar at imayberry.com, or if you check out Weaver's Department Store, you'll see it there. He's even got an event this year. It's called the Mayberry Retreat in May, so go and check that out. You might want to, it might be something you would want to attend. So thank you again, Randy, and thank you all. Uh, we mentioned Valley Head a few minutes ago. There's also a Mayberry event coming up there on May the 6th. It's a fairly small event. It's not huge, but if you're going to be in the area, there's a lot of really pretty scenery there The uh, it's uh, that it would be fun to spend a weekend maybe at a cabin up on the mountain there at Lookout Mountain. And then just drop in down in Valley Head, and you're going to see me as Floyd, uh, Andy, Barney. Isn't There's a guy named Andy Woods that's Barney. So I know that's confusing, so we just call him Barney. He is, uh, he'll be Barney there, and Ken Junkin that we just heard from, he'll be there as Otis. There's a lot of events coming up, so go and check it out uh, on the event calendar. We'll be talking about it in the coming weeks. His name is Barney. You said Andy. His name is Andy. Oh. Barney Woods. Okay, yeah. Uh, Miss Weaver was correcting me. Uh, that I was, uh, his name is actually Andy Woods, but everybody calls him Barney and always has because if you've ever seen him, uh, he looks, uh, he looks an awful lot like Barney. <laughs> so, so go and, uh, check it out if you'd like to, and you'll see a picture of him there in the Weaver's newsletter or at imayberry.com, the event calendar. Click on it and you'll see it there as well. All right, guys, I think that is all I'm going to do for us tonight because we uh, have done trivia for the last three weeks. I think we're going to just take a little break. You guys can sit back and relax and not have to uh, (laughs) suffer through the trivia, recover from the Mayberry Days trivia stuff because, yeah, that was kind of hard. And I understand that. I'm not sure even how many people actually watched or listened to those episodes because I think they get so frustrated trying to answer the questions. But, hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed all the reports from uh, Kenneth on his report coming from Mount Airy and Randy's report as well. And, again, we just want to thank Jim Clark for all he's done. I would love to hear from you. You can give me a call at 888-684-8415. Let me know what you think about the podcast. What do you think about Weaver's newsletter? Uh, Should I just quit (laughs) the newsletter? (laughs) Or just encourage me to do better? That's what I, that would probably be the best one. (laughs) Folks, it's always fun to spend time just talking about the Andy Griffith Show. And let's keep that Mayberry spirit, keep Mayberry alive. We've been trying to do that for so long, and it's been, so far, so good. Uh, So spread that Mayberry spirit, and we'll see you guys next time right here on Two Chairs No Waiting. Have a great week. Good night, everybody.